Hello and welcome to the Flow Podcast. And this time I'm joined by Andy and Carl. All right. Hello. Double for your trouble. So, uh, so yeah, normally it's one or one or other. And we have both because we're going to be doing highlights of the year. So this is the last podcast of this year, last Flow Podcast. And we've got some we've got some good highlights, haven't we? Um, starting with Andy, uh, message conference, which we've now done. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? So good. I'm sure some of the people are listening were there. If you weren't, you missed out, and you'll never ever be able to go again. But it was, <laughs> no, honestly, it was amazing. It was actually. I think it really lived up to expectations. Felt like a well. Carl actually said to me during the conference, "It's amazing, but it feels like we fired the starting pistol again." Mm. I don't think we could have done better in terms of communicating the message vision than Lewis Palau. It was just amazing, better. He's my oh, hero. Incredible, isn't what it? a man. What a legend. What a general. Yeah, and Danielle yeah. Strickland, who just embodies all that social transformation, commitment to the poor that is at the heart of who we are. So it was a cracking time, thoroughly enjoyable. I literally don't think I've been as exhausted in 30 years of doing the message at the end of it, though. Just felt full on. I don't know why. Yeah. I was a bit rough, but actually it really was such an emotional thing mm. to hear the stories and see the vision and worship the Lord with everything you got. Pour your heart out in preaching and then see God do all this good stuff. So it felt fitting, to be honest. And people can listen to the talks and watch the videos for free on our website, can't yeah, they? Yeah, everything everything that we, we did during Message Conference are all recorded. <laughs> um, you can download every talk, including all the seminars. They're all on the uh, the Message Podcast, so you can do that. Or you can go to our YouTube channel, which you can get through our website, and all the videos and stuff are there as well. And there's just some cracking stuff there. And one of the one of the highlights for me was um, listening to Danielle Strickland. She's always great. Yeah. Um, and this uh, here's a little clip, actually, of uh, uh, her sharing on the first morning of Message Conference. Do you know that this is one of the greatest things in the church, is one of the greatest diversions tactics is to get our eyes off the game? It's to, get, it's to divert our attention to inward things. It's, now, these things need to be managed. Don't get me wrong. You need to actually call a huddle, and you need to, like, regroup, and you need to do those things. But you know one of the greatest stealers of the kingdom advance is when we forget that every single opportunity to put the ball in the basket is the way that we see Satan fall like lightning. It's the way that we actually end the devil's kingdom. It's the way that we crush Satan underneath our feet through the advance of the church, which is the gospel. Is that this is the way that it's done. This is how we do it. You really want to stick it to the enemy? You really want to stick it to the spirit of fear? You really want to stick it to the spirit of depression and anxiety and self-harm that threatens to strangle a generation? You really want to stick it to foster care? You really want to stick it to human trafficking? You really want to tell the devil who is boss? You really want to usurp the devil's authority with the kingdom of God? Put the ball in the basket. That's salvation, man. Tell the gospel. Take the story of the kingdom of God and this incredible good news we have and offer it. See the opportunity, see the open door, and then take the opportunity. And to be fair, Ian, I thought Carl did possibly the best preach I've ever heard him do, after which he did an, an appeal. I finally got a seven out of ten. <laughs> no, it was stunning, and you can see that. But yeah. he did an appeal, and a whole bunch of people went forward, you know, for full surrender, mm. come down the front, kneel down, and I was down the front, you know, and next to me was Louis Palau. Come on, and, uh, I, I hit me pinnacle, I'm done. Yeah, I'm he dropped his now. mic and said, that's it. That's it, I'm going to go, go and drive a bus for a living. But I was so touched, <laughs> A, because that's how good it was, but A, that Louis would be, you know, humble enough after 60 oh, amazing, years of eh? preaching the gospel to millions yeah. Yeah. and seeing millions 
millions of lives changed. He's just like, I want more. Mm. And uh, that was well, very Lewis touching. said to me, because he, he talked about him coming forward, actually. He slightly took the window at myself, so I thought I'd led him back to the Lord. But <laughs> he said, uh, he said whenever you hear someone calling you to fully surrender to Christ, he said, it's a decision you make every day. Mm. Like, for an 83-year-old guy, like, yeah. veteran general... That's quite, I mean, we could all learn from that, right? It's yeah, quite yeah. something. And he did another talk, actually. There's two brilliant talks, main sessions from the conference that you can get. He did a brilliant talk for our prayer day. Phenomenal. It was majestic. It stayed with us, is not it? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, where he really kind of, really weighty and really just us. He kind of embodied in 40 minutes everything the message is about. We've written this book, Being the Message. It's like Luis had read it and was communicating it yeah, so wonderfully. Incredible. So really inspiring. Yeah, he started off with like 10 minutes of banter, didn't yeah. he? Which was amazing. Which is like us. On. That's us. Exactly. Yeah, first thing so... he said, it's all over for you, Andy, because here's the beach man, it's yeah. called Carl. <laughs> Mr. Beach man. <laughs> Mr. Beach man. <laughs> Mr. Beach man, like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And uh, we've actually got a clip from that as well. And, and he t- talked about this whole thing about that uh, God doesn't have favourites, but mm. has intimates. So have a listen to this, because I know we were all massively inspired by it. Psalm 25, verse 12. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. That's the first thing. He will instruct you in the way chosen for you. He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. So the Lord, in his goodness, not only promises to bless you as a young woman, as a young man, or older, But he also promises to bless your descendants. That's nice, you know. The next one is, look at this. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. And then, my eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. A pastor of mine in the States one day pointed this passage out. I'd never noticed it. I mean, you can read the Bible, you learn something, and then you read it again, and, again, and then when they pop, something hits you that you should have noticed 500 years ago, but you only know. He says, the Lord confides in those who fear him. Now, the Lord has no favorites, my pastor said, but he does have intimates. That's a profound truth. He doesn't have favorites. He, I'm not superior to you, you're not superior to me. No favorites, but he does have intimates. And intimate with God are those who fear him, who fear his word. So when you're alone with God, and you know, it's good to be in community, great to be in small groups, but there's also definite, you're going to be a blessing to your small group if you're alone with God a lot. And you know, it's something that just must become a part of our life. If you're going to be a leader in God's service, and all of you are leaders because you're obeying the Holy Spirit and proclaiming the good news, he says he confides in those. He doesn't confide in everybody. He confides in those who fear him. And in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, there's a similar verse. It says, the Lord does nothing without revealing his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Isn't that interesting? Some of you probably have the gift of prophets. You can see things. You can understand things in world events and reading what's happening in the community and so on. He says, the Lord does nothing without revealing his secret to his servant prophets. What a blessing. So covet that for yourself as a woman, as a man. Make that the center of your life. Yeah, well, how about that? God doesn't have favourites. We're all God's favourites, but God has intimates 
And we were all like, we want to be your oh, intimate God. I want to be God. that person, yeah. Definitely. I want to hear what God's saying. And there are people who God shares his secret yeah. with. And there are people with his heart who push into relationship with him. So we were super challenged by that. Yeah. Super challenged by the stuff he said about trembling at the word of God as well. Yeah, yeah. Because all me and Carl want to do at the message is not just raise up this radical, crazy army, which we do, but it's, we're Bible teachers. We're teaching the word of God relevantly to this generation. So we felt a fresh charge towards that as well. We also had some ecstatic worship at the conference. And, uh, you know, you wonder why guys like Matt Redman and Tim Hughes get this, you know, their songs sung all over the world. And why are boys born out of the message, Rivers and Robots, same things happening to them. Mm. And then you work with them and they're just Utter servants. Unbelievable attitude. I mean, Matt literally sells millions and is sung in every corner of the planet. And he just comes in with gracious spirit. Nothing's too much trouble. Not demanding anything. Tim's exactly the same. Tim's super impressive. And then Jonathan and Rivers and Robots, they're just born out the same mould. You can see it. And we watch, you know. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. And I think that was, for me, like one of the best things about Message Conference was just spending some time with with all the guys that were on stage who were just incredible. And our team just served so well as well, didn't they? So... It was just kind of a pat on the back all round, really, which yeah. was which was great. Coming off the back of something like that, it was yeah. Yeah. And we were really wondering whether it was going to be a one-off, and possibly we won't do a full-on two-day conference for certainly for the next three years because we've got various things planned. But I think start of two thousand and nineteen, we'll perhaps do a day to bring a great right. speaker over, great worship leader, really keep selling that vision as we press on with the message. So. Watch this space, listen to this podcast, and you'll find out more about that. Absolutely. And you mentioned earlier on, Andy, about the um, being the message book. Um, and that is now out, so people can buy it, can't they? Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we, we want, you know, all the time, we want people to join us on the journey. Uh, because it is a journey and the thing's growing like crazy and opportunities coming our way. But people to catch the heartbeat that's been with us from the very beginning. So we've written this book. I've written a few chapters. Carl's written a few chapters. You've written a chapter, Ian, all about (laughs) keeping the show on the road and running things with excellence in operations, which is what you oversee when you're not a DJ. (laughs) And uh, Colette Dallas, who's our finance director for the last 15 years, she's written about having faith for finances. Bunch of other leaders within the message have shared what, what is the heartbeat of this thing. So it's for people who want to, you know, we want to help not make the mistakes we've made. Uh, if they can stand on our shoulders and go further than us, anybody who wants to get involved in any kind of ministry, but also people who are joining the message or are interested in the message, read this and you might get us. You know, it's, right. it's keep mission hot, keep prayer hot, don't take yourself too seriously, live with integrity, all that good stuff, you know, passion is core to who we are, etc., etc. Yeah, and we've also, uh, you can get it on Kindle as well. So if you've got Kindle, you can download it on that. And if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you can download it for free. That's wow. cool, isn't it? And we've also done an audiobook as well. We thought, let's cover all the bases. So the audiobook actually goes live uh, tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be live as well. So if you if you subscribe to all the boy beds, download the audiobook. And we've all read our own chapters, which was kind of good fun as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you're Audible subscriber, you get that for free. Uh, and you can also buy it on iTunes as well. So, uh, yeah. We've uh, made sure it's available to everybody. So yeah, check it out. I think you'll, I think you'll be blessed by it. Being the message, it's called. Yeah, yeah. 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 so cool. so definitely check that out. Um, we also uh, had our prayer day a couple of days ago, um, which was uh, great as always. Um, and uh, Carl, just tell us uh, maybe your kind of highlights uh, from from this prayer day. Well, just in general, uh, I wouldn't say that I think prayer days are absolutely essential to the rhythm of what we do. Actually, gathering everyone together is such a good vibe, isn't it? 
and uh, you know, a chance to really Definitely. worship the Lord and pray into what we're doing and actually be together as a missional family is actually crucial. And obviously there's a three-line whip on it, you know, if you're in the staff, that's where you are. But everyone wants to be there and we've increasingly got a number of people dropping in on those days just to you know, encounter God through it. So that's brilliant. And of course, I had me, me old mate Tim Alford came and did a preach, which was great. Tim's the national youth worker, kind of director guy for the Elim movement. He's a phenomenal communicator and really charging us to, you know, keep going, which is really cool. And then just hearing the stories, you know, from MEC guys and uh, from around the movement and the regions. So to be honest, I come away partly feeling really blessed and partly completely exhausted. I think, I don't know if we're doing all of this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, and we there's get, so much so going on. We get together early, we have breakfast together, then we go for it in worship, we have lunch together, hang out, laugh, you know, spend time together, but also, yeah, have some power pack worship testimonies, mm. lots of prayer. And I've often and said... some moments this time, oh, weren't there? There were some yeah. worship moments mm. this time, like, wow. Yeah, it was incredible, wasn't yeah. it? And I've often said, yeah. I wonder if I would have survived if it hadn't been for some of the hard times, you know, when there's financial pressure and weird personnel things happening or just discouragements, mm. just you come back and you see what God's doing, the scale of it. It's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, very, very good. And each time we get to hear some incredible testimonies as well, which is always a blessing. And, and we often share those here on the podcast. And we have uh, have some to share with you as well. So we've got three testimonies um, from across the network. So Sam starts off talking about some stuff that's uh, been happening with him. So Sam who oversees Eden and then some great testimonies from Liverpool and also uh, from Scotland as well. So we'll have a little bit of listen to them as well. Come back from um, Canada, excited to reveal what's going on there. We're planting team number two in uh, the downtown east side, Strathcona. That is where, for many years, Daniel Strickland was doing her thing. I've seen the flat where Daniel Strickland lived. How about that? There is a blue plaque. Um, it's lovely. But, uh, but what's fascinating there is there's a team that we're partnering with, and I've never seen a team to date that get it like these guys. They wanted to know everything. They want to do it by the book. They've, they've drilled it all out. They know exactly what they want to do and achieve there, and they are replicating and are going to do some wonderful things. While I was there, one of the things I had to do was speak at an early morning prayer meeting. Always judge the... A judge a church not by a Sunday attendance, but by its prayer meeting. This is a church in the most deprived number one postcode in all of Canada. And the prayer meeting had probably 30 people at it who had all come to meet with Jesus that morning. I thought that was well impressive. While we were waiting and we were just setting up, this lad walked in, 20 years old, and a few people kind of recognised him but didn't know where. And said, what are you doing here? And he said, um, uh, my dad is a guy called Barclay who comes to the church. And he said, I've seen the transformation in his life and I wanted to surprise him that, um, and I want to be back in his life. Now, this is a, 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 his father, addict, long-term addict, been living on the street in downtown Eastside, but has been had his life radically shaped by Jesus. Now, really going to be almost getting stuck in with the Eden team as well, but his son has been distant from him. But his son turns up to this prayer meeting so he can surprise his dad. And imagine the emotion when his dad walks in and sees his son there and is reconciled to him. And they just held each other the whole way through the prayer meeting. It was a beautiful thing. He came on Sunday to the church where I was preaching. I preached uh, phenomenally. As, uh, <laughs> it was just wonderful, really. <laughs> I responded. And uh, actually, the only people that responded with me was um, Barclay and his son. They came to the front together. And he said, my son wants to commit his life to the Lord and, yeah. and uh, we want to do it together. And they just stood weeping as I, as I prayed with him. How beautiful is that? Yeah. 
I'm convinced more than ever that Eden works wherever you take it, that model of living incarnationally uh, amongst the poor. Jesus just adores it. So we've got some leaders here. I thought it'd be good if you heard from them, not from me. So uh, we're in Birkenhead, and thank you. And um, two things, really. Uh, God's really been showing us, uh, reminding us, um, about rethinking success, I think, and also finding the kingdom glimpses, even if you can easily miss them, and being intentional. So one um, thing that was actually quite hard and uh, maybe disappointing was back in Easter, we started having the Eden bus every week, which was amazing. We In our area, antisocial behavior is a real issue, uh, to the point where quite regularly all the local buses are rerouted because it's too dangerous. Um, Someone got their head smashed by one going through the window last year. Um, And um, the police vans often get uh, bricks thrown at them by our local young people, a group of lads. And so finally, about a month ago, we actually had to stop the bus because it was just too dangerous. We were having bricks thrown at the bus. Um, But a lot of kids that were coming on the bus that were really engaging. Uh, But anyway, so instead we started Bible studies because obviously a Bible Bible study at our house is just as exciting as doing the Eden bus. Um, but for the last two weeks, we just started the girls' group two weeks ago. We've had the first week five, the second week six girls. And I was looking around the girls on Wednesday, last Wednesday. One of the girls has just been uh, excluded uh, from her school um, for kicking another one of our young uh, people's teeth out, her two front teeth. And another one of the girls hasn't been in any form of education since May. And I was just but they're coming to a Bible study every week. And both of those girls are 12. So this is where they're at at 12. Um, and, but it was a real encouragement to see them engaging with a Bible study each week. That is a kingdom glimpse. And the last thing is one of the girls that I've had the real privilege of working with in the past two, two years is a 17-year-old girl with real severe mental health issues. Um, with a lot of um, trauma in her background. And I have to say, every time I come to a prayer day and we just hear these amazing stories of young girls like putting down their knives or giving up self-harm and being completely freed, my heart just cries for this young person because she hasn't seen that. That hasn't ha- that freedom, fullness hasn't happened for her yet. But um, she's come to faith, completely met Jesus and and choosing to follow him even despite the darkness um, and at the moment and the hardness and at the moment she's in a mental health hospital this is her seventh submission and um, so it can be really hard to see the kingdom glimpses but um, she was at my house with some of her friends she had the weekend home uh, this weekend and they were making pancakes and eating them and I just realized for the first nine months of knowing her I never saw her eat anything that's um, a real issue and she was eating pancakes with her friends and she was saying about the that have been helping her and sharing um, the worship songs that she's been playing on her phone while she's at hospital. So, um, Kingdom Glimpses. Um, at our church, we were praying really intensely for Fur Vale. Um, and that afternoon, when I was getting the bus home, um, there was a massive crowd of people as I got off the bus. And I thought, oh, is there a fight going on or something? That's, that's what I always think when there's a big crowd. Um, and everyone's just kind of stood around watching it. So I went over, saw some teenage girls that I know that were stood there, and they said, no, no, there's not a fight. Everyone's here praising Jesus. And there were 150 people just stood um, like in the street by the takeaway, and a Slovakian pastor from in town had come across, brought like one microphone and a little PA, and they were all just singing songs to Jesus, which is amazing. 
Hello, I'm Des. I'm from uh, Eden and Hillhead, the school that we've been kind of meeting with. Um, I asked them to come up with a list of ten things that they couldn't achieve and that they just didn't ha didn't think it would be uh, attainable. Um, and I just said we would do them. Um, and um, so they came up with this list of ten things, and we went through the list. And I won't bore you with all the details, but we'll do all ten. Um, but one of the things on the list was a Christmas tree. They didn't have a Christmas tree, and I was like. You having a giraffe? Like we're Christians. It's Jesus' birthday. It's like our thing. Like so, we will get you a Christmas tree. Um, so um, we got. Um, I sent out a message on Facebook and got a Christmas tree. Um, but I wasn't very quick with saying that I had already got the message. So I ended up with quite a few Christmas trees. Uh, five, to be to be uh, honest. So I went to the school with this brand new Christmas tree and decorations and stuff, and I was just like do you know anybody else that might want a Christmas tree? And they're like, oh, there's this family. I'm like, sweet. So I go in my merry way with my car full of Christmas trees. And, uh, you know, I'm going around, and it was basically this door-to-door -door thing around the community where I was just giving away Christmas trees. Um, and I ended up with this fiber-optic, 125, 150 quid, beautiful tree. It's actually better than mine. I did almost swap it. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, oh, where could we go? And someone said, go to these people. I'm like, okay. So I went to go to this house, knock on the door, and the guy just answers the door and gets right in my face. He's like, what are you doing at my door? I don't want any of your charity. He used a few more colorful words than that, but this is church, right? Um, and uh, he was just really aggressive. And I was like, dude, look, it's cool, man. Look, I'm just a Jesus guy. I love Christmas. I've got these Christmas trees. I'm just trying to bless people. Do you know anybody that would want this exquisite, really expensive fiber optic Christmas tree? And the guy's just looking at me like, I've got three heads. He's like, come in. <laughs> um, so I goes into this guy's house, and in their living room, they don't have anything. They've got a couch, and that's also their bed. And they've got a kettle in the corner of the room. And they tell me a story that we could all hear, we've all heard, we can paint the picture. And I'm just like, well, that's not good enough, man. Like, Jesus loves you and you deserve better. Let's get a Christmas tree for you. So we get a Christmas tree, you take it in, and then I sit down and we make a list of what they need. And then we went out and got all the things. We just got everything. So they've got carpets, they've got beds, they've got furniture, they've got food, they've got... Um, yeah. Um, and the best, most beautiful thing about it is that it's all free. And we were able just to sit there, that broken hearted the next day with all this stuff going, what, what do we do? How do, you know, we don't take charity. I was like, but you don't need to. It's a gift. It's from Jesus and he loves you. And I just keep getting messages from them every day like, but what about this? And what about this? And it's just this beautiful thing. So please be praying for us in that situation. Be amazing. So there's just some great stories there from across Eden, uh, the Eden Network. And, and that's uh, one of your highlights in this year, isn't it, isn't it Andy? How, how much Eden's been growing? Yeah, I think so. Um, Sam Ward, when he took over, whatever it was, four years ago, said to me, I'd really like to have a fallow year. I was like, it doesn't sound like the message to me, though, Sam. He said, I just want a year to get the thing robust and ready for accelerated growth. Fill all the teams, coach the teams, make sure we're really running with a true vision of Eden. So I, I kind of begrudgingly accepted it he convinced me it was needed <laughs> since then it's gone absolutely nuts and we're now yeah. launching an Eden team every month and a worker moves into the inner city roughly every three days and it's really really spectacular and you heard the testimonies God's got like that 
I know he does. I know it's his heartbeat. Mm. And so day in, day out, we have hundreds of workers now living long-term in the inner city, just pouring their lives out, preaching the gospel in words and deed. And in the last couple of months, we've put like a, a roll call of honour. If you come to our headquarters upstairs, you'll see all the names of all the Eden workers who've moved into these tough communities, over 620 of them. And uh, if we'd build a government for their work, it'd be like over 3.3 billion. It's over 3,000 years of youth and community work. And yet, of course, they've just done it for free because the gospel's yeah. free. And, and it's amazing what they're doing. And we're excited that... After all this time, twenty over 20 years into the Eden journey, we're rolling out teams faster than ever. And Sam Ward made the point to me this week, there's more teams in the pipeline. We could launch dozens of teams tomorrow if we had the pounds and the people. We've got the partner churches who are desperate to work with us in the inner city. Yep. We know we do. So pray for Eden. And seriously, if you could consider being part of an Eden team, it'll be hardcore. It'll cost you everything, but it'll be amazing. One thing's for sure, our Eden teams aren't bored. And they're going to be glad when they get to heaven. They made that move, definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Carl, let's just uh, hear some of your uh, kind of highlights of the year as well. After you've been focusing on uh, kind of growing the message around the UK this year. Well, there's been so much. I mean, honestly, there's there's a huge amount to choose from in our highlights question. One of the big ones, obviously, was we did the uh, some months ago. Now we we launched uh, the hire tour in the Midlands simultaneously in uh, Birmingham, Wolverhampton, Coventry, and Solihull, which is just phenomenal. It's it's going to be a huge outreach. It'll be West Midlands affecting in a big way, but to see it all come together and to launch that event with our teams was was a joy. And and one of the things I was really pumped about actually, uh, and it's more an internal reflection for us, was just seeing the heart and character of some of our bands, some of our mission teams, the way they just served and got stuck in. It was just honestly, it was a beautiful thing to watch. And then you know coming out of the Sunday and straight into prayer day on Monday and everyone would be up into the early hours and they were just there and so engaged and so passionate and watching faith arise. Mm-hmm. I remember speaking at Birmingham City Church that night and people whooping and clapping at the thought of all these kids coming to Christ. So that was a that was a big highlight for me launching that and now obviously we're in the midst of the hard work of booking in all the schools and stuff. And another highlight, for example, would be launching one of our hubs. So seeing the Yorkshire hub uh, begin to grow and deploying Matt and Josh into that. And uh, we'd just taken this big step of faith uh, to develop a bus project to service Yorkshire and obviously we're still fundraising for that but that will be an amazing project when that happens we've acquired the bus which is the easy bit you can get a bus for a few grand but then the big bit is kitting it out with all the stuff it's a big big project and then obviously fundraising to get a, a full-on bus manager evangelist in place to run and deploy that work but that's that's a big highlight because that's that's going to be uh, regionally affecting you know so um, yeah, it's good stuff, and they've got like Andy just said, a whole bunch of churches that want to do Eden, yeah. and they're queuing up, and it is about people and pounds. But I'd say watch this space. But it's been a phenomenal year. When I look back, I think, how did we do all that? Mm. And high is really just taking off, isn't it? We yeah. did um, as part of message conference on the Friday night. We also had been doing um, high in Manchester again, which was yeah. three, three weeks of mission. Uh, which we will talk about in a second, but then we also the week after were launching um, higher in uh, South Wales. Mm. So we've kind of got this kind of uh, this schedule it's now huge. of doing hires, you know, every and few hundreds months. Hundreds really. of kids are making communities in Manchester this time. Yeah. I mean, mm. it was just brilliant. Like, I mean, it's crazy really taking this on. But we did the Message Twenty Five conference at the same time running the higher tour again in Manchester. 
But watching those kids flood in yeah. into the warehouse, Victoria Warehouse, that night, and think, come on, this is just yeah. amazing. Mm. Yeah, we had about a thousand kids there, didn't we? Yeah, it was incredible. phenomenal. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah and I, I, I ended up speaking, it was lovely with Laura, who Laura, who's on our MEC team, you know, former heroin addict, who's now thoroughly sorted and evangelist, works in a hairdressing salon, but just leading people to Jesus left, right and centre. So praying with six girls, slightly scantily clad, obviously never been to anything like that in their yeah. lives. You know, how are they going to hear the gospel unless we go to them? So mm-hmm. massive privilege to lead them to Jesus. And then they sure. went off with all the resources and trying to link them into these follow 18 follow-up groups are happening around the city now. And then a young lad called Shane came up to me and said, oh, my mum and dad are Christians and I go to church in Didsbury and I, I did pray with Danielle Strickland. I want to give my life to Christ. And that was just lovely. And then, then, so that was on the Friday. And then on the on the Wednesday, we had after the hire, we had our board meeting, and one of our trustees said, "Thank you so much for hire, because first of all, my daughter gave her life to Christ in the the Bolton gig, and then she brought her best friend along to the Manchester final leg, and she gave her life to Christ. And I think it's a picture, actually. Mm. Yes, we'll go and rescue kids who would never hear the gospel before unless we went and got them, but we'll also see." Christian families and youth groups blessed and families blessed and right, yeah. you know it's this is what happens when you start sowing and keep on sowing it's a wonderful thing yeah it's great isn't it so we uh, as I said before so we then also launched uh, the week after we launched in Wales doing doing mm-hmm. um, higher in South Wales and Louise came down to that event as well and spoke Spending at it, team. it was, Louise yeah, yeah that's right I mean and the, the thing I love about Louise is obviously this is kind of what he does he goes to cities and kind of gets him G'd up on doing mission really and yeah. he did a phenomenal job it's great night, and we it? had like 600 people there and uh, for me the atmosphere in the room it just felt like a different level of people being so up for doing this mission yeah. Um, which was incredible. And we're going to hear all those stories like we had in Manchester, um, in Wales, um, in, in the Midlands over these next uh, over these next few months. Um, and if you are listening to this podcast and you live in the West Midlands, please get in contact with us. You know, we, we, we've, there's still plenty of dates available for, for our, our teams to go into schools and to partnership, partner with local churches. So we're, we're up for that. And we're also looking at doing higher um, in the Yorkshire region as well, aren't we, Carl? So that's kind of beginning of 2019 is kind of what we're planning for that at the moment Absolutely, as well. yeah. And we're already seeing great traction across the whole Yorkshire region. So Yeah, so we had some meetings, didn't we? Some church yeah. leaders recently. Yeah, yeah, and- yeah. So really exciting. Going to be really blasting it open in Sheffield and Leeds and Hull and Bradford. So it's going to be great. Yeah. What's this space? So that's everything. Well, that's not everything. That's some of what's happening here in the UK. But there's also amazing things happening internationally as well, isn't there, Andy? Yeah, we, we're, we're so encouraged. It was great to have Tim Tucker. Some of you will know last year, uh, Tim's wife, Laura, died tragically, actually, suddenly. Uh, not even 40, 39, I think she was. And uh, that really shook the movement. But Tim's been an absolute rock. And uh, has met another girl who's on our team uh, out there in South Africa, Christina. We all know well. She worked here in Manchester 1224 for years. She's amazing. And they've fallen in love. And they were here at the prayer day. And the amazing thing is through all that massive roller coaster, the mission in South Africa hasn't missed a beat. It's extraordinary what they're doing. I mean, dozens of gangsters coming to Christ, people moving into the townships, you know, the the gang-ridden crime capitals, to do Eden and it's just remarkable remarkable work happening in South Africa so it's mm. a privilege to go over there and Canada of course was stepping up the work there and just launched in Germany and we're hoping East Germany is going to be something of a European hub 
as there's lots of interest from a bunch of European countries. So, hey, pray about that, please, yeah. that we'll get the timing right. You know, we want to be faith-filled, um, but we also don't want to be undisciplined in our pursuit of growth. So just get that tension. We need the people, clearly. We need the pounds to pull it off. But great opportunities internationally, definitely. Yeah. Can I tell you something else I'm excited about? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, is, is the whole advanced network, yeah. train, which is training evangelists and gearing them up towards a massive year of mission in 2020. So we're partnering with just about anybody and everybody who does mission uh, in the next couple of years to build this network, go way beyond the message and then go for it in 2020. So watch this space, but feel like it's going to be huge and God's on it and we're going to go for broke and then act as if Jesus is coming back on the 31st of December 2020 and just like really give it everything we've got. Absolutely. That wasn't a prophetic word, by the way, just in case you're worrying. We're, no, no, no. Yeah. Into that yet. Probably, we'll probably set it all up and he'll come back before then and be like, oh, well, Lord, you're the boss. That's it. <laughs> at least we had a go. <laughs> yes. Well, that's some of it, you but know. It's true. At least we had a go, giving it our best shot, aren't we? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And if people are interested in advance, they again, they can go to Message website. So if you go to Message website, which is message.org.uk, we've got some information on there. And... Uh, and uh, we've got these kind of groups, these advanced groups running across the UK, haven't we? A bunch here in Manchester with some of our teams, but there's, that's kind of growing, you know, organically yep. as well, isn't it? Which is exciting. Yeah, definitely. And so, now it's not going to be just message. So, you know, we're partnering, the sort of founding partners with the Evangelical Alliance and Hope and the Lewis Palau Association. But we're talking to anybody and everybody in the next six months to right. say, could we train evangelists? Just train. And evangelist isn't just platform evangelists. It's just people who want to lead people to Jesus and be geared up for it. So we're going for it. Fantastic. So, Carl, it'd be good to kind of get some prayer requests off you, off you and, and Andy as well. Crack so, him. yeah, what can people be praying for us for this well, next season? Right at the front of my brain at the moment is the high tour coming into the Midlands because we're going to come into Christmas, put our feet up for a bit and have a well-earned rest. We're going to hit the 3rd of January hard because we're coming out of that and then straight into higher sort of March, April time. It's a massive, massive... Uh, build-up process now of schools bookings and then intensive schools ministry we want to get into dozens and dozens of schools across the west midlands and then we want seven eight thousand kids turning up to these big gigs so that is a massive prayer point that we get the schools booked in and even now the holy spirit speaking to these kids you have no idea who jesus is and we get in front of them in the gospel yeah That'd be so amazing. Yeah. And one of the we've we've got an event for um young people in the Midlands happening on the thirteenth of uh, January. Yeah. Um so one of the things that we want to do through Hire is actually to train young people to reach their friends for Jesus. Yep. So we've got a whole day kind of uh, doing that thirteenth uh, of uh, January. Go to um hiretour.com slash midlands yep. and you can get all the information there. And if you know young people in the Midlands, please send them along to that event. Now, we've actually had to move the event to a big venue, which is exciting, yep. isn't it? Because the one that we had wasn't quite big enough. Yep. So we've got loads of people already booked in for it. But yeah, and I would say I really acutely feel this. And I was in a meeting today, just today, where I was just had a deep sense of this. There's spiritual warfare here as well. You know, we're really trying to roll back darkness. So pray that the enemy removes his claws. You know, and we have really have an open door to preach the gospel. That light would shine in dark places. That's what we really want. But it's a spiritual battle as well, without a doubt. Absolutely. So, Andy, what can uh, people be praying for for you? I think our, our key thing to pull all this off is is leaders the right per we need such wisdom a in recruiting the right leaders and deploying them and seeing them in our ranks and giving them more responsibility mm. you know we've got regions of the uk where we really need some great new leaders 
We've got international leaders, you know, people who truly embody our vision and values. And um, so we need to, we need those people. And keep praying, well, two other things, keep praying for the pounds, you know, it's getting on for seven million pound a year now. It's a huge amount of money to see raised. It comes to mm. thousands of people, not giving equal amounts, but equal sacrifice and equal partnership. So do pray for that if you can. And also pray for protection. You know, just talking to the bus manager, you know, got knocked out on the bus and his jaw's all a bit messed, you know, because we're going into some volatile places. And every, mm. that was earlier, just today, you know, I, I said to somebody, there's something to rob your peace at the message every day, if you want to. <laughs> no. You could really get stressed out of your brains. You know, it's just the people we're trying to reach. You can be very hard work. The finances we need to see coming in, just yeah. the whole thing, the, trying to break new ground. What you do when you do this kind of stuff, go after the hardest to reach in so Jesus' name and preach the gospel. You do put a big target on your back. Yeah. Jesus wins in the end, but, you know, we, we sense that at the moment. So pray for protection thorough protection on our relationships on our families on our finances the whole thing seriously we, we need it and we believe in it God's bigger than all that and we're not going to back down but hey it's good to ask for it I think absolutely yeah and if you uh, want to kind of get more like kind of regular updates for us uh, from us about prayer um, you can go through to the website and you can actually sign up and get our kind of monthly kind of prayer letter that we do which has got all our prayer points and, uh, and follow us on Twitter as well we're often putting stuff on there about things that you can specifically pray for as well so we do definitely need that prayer covering in all that God's calling us to do so um Good stuff. Well, thanks so much, guys, for joining me today and uh, just Thank chatting you, about yeah. what's going on uh, across the message movement. It's exciting stuff, isn't it? And yeah. we look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Thanks Happy very much. Christmas. Yeah. Happy yeah. Christmas and uh, New Year and all those good things. Marvellous. God bless. Bye.